welcome to episode, well, Chris Judd. A. Uh, McKay. Yeah. S. S. Petrovsky Seaton. Oh, where do you, where you. does it end? Well, uh, based on current form tone, that name sits not uncomf- uncomfortably. Oh, he's a beautiful player, isn't oh, he? We've only seen it. We've only caught a glimpse, haven't we, Tone? It's, but it, uh, it does whet the appetite, doesn't it? There are more green shoots than a panda having dinner. I'm going to say, it's so wonderful. Uh, Tony DeVolfo and Tony Moclair here. I just want to say thank you to the great Tony Tardio who filled oh, in last week. Magnificent uh, performance by Tony. And timing's everything, isn't it? Hot on the uh, the heels of a meritorious Carlton win over Essendon. He was uh, off the long run, ready to go, and, and thoroughly enjoyed his time here, Tony. With that beautiful, uh, that beautiful, magnificent, sonorous voice. Yes. Now, can I tell you, I spent last week in Adelaide with the family. What uh, Tony uh, has done, Tony Tardio has done, is to successfully raise a son who barracks for Carlton. Now, um, he's a magnificent kid, I've got to say, Damien Tardio, and is a Carlton fanatic. Yes. Um, the low light of the trip to Adelaide last week with the family tone? What was it? Football Park, my son insisting that we buy him a $90 Crows jer- jersey, jersey, Guernsey jumper. I'm sure you would have talked him out of that. Nonsense. No, no, it was it was done. It was a done deal. So I just want to say, Tony Tardio, congratulations to you as a parent. You have done the right thing and ensured that the next generation, the torch has been passed to the next generation. It's still a work in progress for yours truly, though. Well, I've got a boy uh, who has well truly been told that if he supports anyone other than Carlton, yeah. he's out the door. Good. So that's uh, worked a treat, <laughs> Tony. And my two daughters. Uh, Gleefully support the blues. Also, well, I've got uh, one of our children does. It's the other one who's a work in progress. And yes, I should have made him walk back from the festival state. It's a beautiful place, which has been very kind to the Carlton Football Club. It Craig has Bradley, indeed. Stephen Kernahan, oh, et al. It al. What, uh, what and a Mots. Mots. What a great troop of players they were. And um, uh, y- yes, great great men of the Carlton Football Club for sure. Now, uh, I didn't get to discuss the uh, Essendon game, which was a magnificent four-quarter effort in the wet. And I think there were residual signs of the physical toll it took on the players uh, during the Suns game. Is that an unfair thing to say, do you think, Tony? Look, it's a fair observation, I think, Tony, particularly when you look at how uh, Essendon fared um Interstate mm. also, That's you know, it, it was a pretty solid uh, affair and, uh, you know, a few of the players I spoke to said that, yeah, they were um, a bit sore and sorry for the experience mm. at, at the waterlogged MCG. Um, so, you know, there might be merit in, in what you say. In saying that, looking at the Gold Coast Suns game, um, I was actually reasonably bullish at half time. Yeah. We, we, the team had fought their way back into the contest and actually held a... Uh, a, a well-earned lead, the main change. But in retrospect, uh, they probably let it slip earlier in proceedings. Mm-hmm. Um, there were uh, opportunities lost. I think, um, you know, Jared Pickett, an excitement machine, yeah. had two opportunities to really finish off his good work with shots on goal that he missed. And Charlie Curno similarly had yeah, two from set, you know, shots. set shots yeah. that he fluffed. But in saying that, I'll, I'll say this about both players, Tony. I, I think both Charlie Curnow and Jared Pickett are on the cusp mm. of breakout games. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's just you can just see the raw talent on show, and it's just a case of them getting you know that consistency of performance and and uh, basically putting four quarters together, which will take time. Young bodies, obviously, but I think what we have seen um, in those players and 
so many other yeah. teenagers that took to the track of the weekend. You know, I think there were six in all. Um, you can't help but be enthused for, for the, the future and what it holds for Carlton. Watching Carlton now, I mean, you can, I guess, cop the loss because the, uh, the journey itself, and I know we've used that word a lot, is really exciting. Watching Carlton play is genuinely exciting It now. is. It is because of the way Brendan has them playing. You know, yeah. it, it's um, taking the game on and backing yourselves. And, and I think Carlton supporters, by and large, I've said this for a while, Tony, they do get it. They understand yeah. the journey. They, un- they understand the, the raison d'etre, you mm. know, behind Bolton's um, blueprint. And they're going with it because they can see where the journey is taking mm. them. Who knows how long it will take, but but you know, we're on the right side of the of the J curve, aren't we? We're on the way up. Well recruiting's a funny thing. If you go back to how we were recruiting and um and then Sauce's ability to just pick the eyes out of the draft and deliver, as you said, excitement machine excitement machines like Pickett, like SPS um, yes. Uh, Fisher's goal, for example, oh, um, completely uncowed by the setting. Um, it just like he'd been playing AFL, you know, his entire, entire life. life. Yeah. It just it was it was glorious. It was shades of the Dominator turning on yes. to the left. I, yeah. I must admit, I thought that yeah. you know those great old days here when he was kicking the Heatley oh. stand in. It was like that, Tony. And uh, yes, what you've articulated there is excitement, and um, it was just magnificent to see these. Uh, young players going about their business. And I think I mentioned to Tony Tadow last week, Tony, the, the thing with the younger players is there's no there's no fear. You no. know, the, these fellows at this time of their lives consider themselves bulletproof mm. and it doesn't matter the the opponent or the reputation of that opponent, uh, you know, will will take you on. Yeah. And that's that's the, the and it's rubbing off. That sort of positive frame of mind is really, really um become infectious and and we actually see it in the uh, the way that our senior players are going about their business it's great I was thinking exactly the same thing it's like the tide that floats all boats equally if, yes. you know that that yes. old saying yes. and uh, you see you do see an increased work rate from Murph who's been magnificent Gibbs has been magnificent um, Cruiser, Cruiser's uh, jump, jumping uh, in the, the elder moment. yeah yeah and it's just uh, it's across the board um, um, a, a cross board return, and I think that's what is so um, inspiring to all those watching on. That you can see that this is the team that's really, you know, uh, taking the the contest on, and they're playing for each other as well. Um, so it's just magnificent to see. There's so many admirable traits in the yeah. in the way the team is performing. And as I said at the Essendon game, it wasn't so much that that we won; it was how we won. And I think that's yeah, that's what's so pleasing about the way the team's going about their work at the moment. Yeah, it was a dogged, committed four quarters. It was. Now, it let's was. let's uh, cover off a few things from the Suns game. Um, uh, just, uh, well, uh, in terms of goals, uh, Silvani the Younger, my God. Uh, God, he's wonderful. Casbolt, three. Two of those, I think, in junk time. Yes. Uh, look, Levi's presenting himself, taking some great marks at the moment. Uh, you know, we want to see him impose himself on the game for longer periods, I think it's fair to say. Um, you mentioned um, uh, Murphy. I mean, Murphy's in stellar form. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the advantage of a, an uninterrupted pre-season is really, really showing. And we mentioned Cruiser similarly, is yeah. um, just moving so well, more freely than at any stage of his career, I think. Um, Fisher, again, you know, magnificent taboo and... Um, had played under a fair bit of pressure too when you yeah. think about it. The number twenty five on the back, and mm. 
uh, as we we alluded to during the week, uh, played uh, made his made his senior to be on the same day Jezza debuted in the number 25 50 years ago. How about that? So that's the planets aligning for sure. Um, and he had met Jezza recently and, and Fev, the other wearer yeah. of the 25 at a function at Raheen, met, met both players for the first time and, and said after the match at the weekend how honoured he was to wear the Guernsey of those two great Carlton players. So... Um, He's a, a will-o'-the-wisp character, you know, mm. he's, a, he's a bubbly, enthusiastic type of young fellow. I'm having the great pleasure of interviewing him later on today for a, an article for the website, Tony. Yep. So I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more about this young West Australian. CarltonFC.com.au. Uh, that's the one. And uh, it's just great to see players like him um, going about their business. I want to get to two things. Um, first, a, a mooted debut that could happen, uh, that could be announced this week, but... Paddy Cripps, um, he's taken knocks. Bolt referred to this in the press conference that uh, opposition seems to be targeting his upper body. There, he took a few bruises, and that's on top of the hairline fracture on his jaw. He's fighting, He's attracting a lot of attention, obviously, well, because he is such a great player. But uh, and and you had mentioned off air, he's interrupted pre-season as well. I think that's that injury interrupted pre-season is compounding what you're saying with the other injuries he's taking is a legacy of, um, you know, the, the, the sheer um, uh, physical nature of the game. Yeah. Uh, he is magnanimous enough to admit that's football. You know, you mm. have to, uh, yes, it happens that you, you uh, break down over the summer, not ideal. Yes, it happens that you get attention, I suppose, for um, being a player of increased stature in the game. You have to find a way through. It's mm. as simple as that. There's no, um, there's no handouts uh, in this caper. It's pretty ruthless. And um, I think what he's trying to do is just chip away, chip away, and hopefully get through this injury f- uh, period mm. and uh, get through the duress and hopefully it will turn around for him. But um, I think what we're learning about Patrick Cripps is what a big heart he has. Mm-hmm. And him being there has got to be... Um, uh, uh, of advantage to the likes of Murphy and yeah. Gibbs, who would otherwise be themselves targeted. Yeah. So, well, um, that's true. That's you know, true. It's strength in numbers, isn't it? Um, now, um, uh, I want to get on to the debut of possibly Paulson, which, yes. you, which you might be able to tell us about. Before we get there, um, Jakob Vietering <laughs> was... Uh, Our friend. He was, uh, or gastro, as we call him, both ends. Um, yes. He, uh, nothing was going to stop the Tom Lynch show. It was a, it was a virtuoso performance well, by, um, you know, an emerging grade of the game. Well, if you look at the difference in the scores, I mean, Lynch was the difference, yeah. wasn't he? And, um, you know, what a great player he looks or he is. Yeah. yeah just a, a big fellow that's uh, athletic yeah. and can move. And he couldn't miss, Tony. Oh. He could sit him anywhere he was going to kick them. But... You know, looking at Tom Lynch playing, uh, we've got another player here going around in the uh, Magoos, um, uh, Harry Mackay, oh. who is a rangy left foot kick, big yeah. fellow, presence, athletic. Um, hopefully we will get to see Harry at some point. You know, mm. he's just got to string a few performances together. But I think uh, for current supporters lamenting, you know, the, the lack of goal-kicking uh, power up forward, mm. You just pencil the name Harry McCoy because I think he's the man that might be that missing piece of the puzzle up front. And uh, He has the same sort of buzz, the same sort of, um, well, yeah, buzz that uh, Cripps had before he debuted. Yes, yes. I think, the, you know, there's that expectation with, with Harry but just because of, I suppose, the physiology. You know, the, the fact he's a big fellow that, uh, you know, moves so freely and mm. um, can really cover the ground and... Um, 
I think all he needs is uh, game time. And he too had, an, I think, a back-related problem last year, which did sit him back somewhat. Mm. But he seems to be through that now and, and he's getting games together. And um, with every game, you'll no doubt see continued improvement. And he will be close. He'll, he'll be thereabouts. But as you said, with young Polson, Polson yeah. may be a little bit closer at this stage. Okay. What is, uh, what's his background? What can we expect? Uh, how likely is he to be picked for the game against Port Adelaide in Adelaide this weekend? Yeah, well, Polson, if memory serves, was a Sandringham boy uh, from down, down the bay. Um, uh, has certainly impressed um, uh, in the contest in which he's played so far. I had a bit of a look at the uh, the curtain raiser um, the team took on an a- the AIS um, 22 at the weekend mm. and he was certainly, um, you know, uh, a- an active uh, contributor to the team's cause at the weekend. He's, uh, he has uh, shown consistent, consistent performance through mm. the two so far and I would imagine he would be pretty, pretty close. And what we've, we do know with Brendan Bolton is that if uh, players show form... Mm they'll be promoted. You know, um, uh, it's not about reputation, it's about scores on the board. And I think think the Pulsinators have uh, been pretty close to okay. uh, getting the nod. So let's see what happens as the week transpires. Um, before we go on to just previewing the uh, the Port Adelaide game, um, your players, 3-2-1 for the Two Tones Player of the Year. Yes. Well, look, I uh, gave my first vote, Tony, to uh, Master Jack Silvani. You, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, Three-goal return uh, up forward in a day where goals were particularly hard for Carlton mm. to score. Uh, I think what... Impressed me so much about Jack is um, how much of a thoughtful player he actually yes. is. He knows how to make position. He knows mm. where to run. He's a very good reader of the play. He's also, um, you know, when the when the when the chips are down or the whips are cracking, whatever um, cliche you want to use, backs against the wall. Backs against the wall. Thank you. He's 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 always there. You know, yeah. to to, to um, um, I, I guess support the cause. Mm. Um, I, I think back to the incident with Cripps against Melbourne. Yeah, where Jack was one of the first in. Yes. To, to take. Oh, that was uh, magnificent. Take on uh, the Melbourne player. Yeah. Uh, who shall remain nameless? But uh, I just like the way Jack's going about his footy. And Tony, I think one of the highlights for me. Um, old crusty season journalist, was after that, um, that Essendon game mm. to interview Jack following his first win for the club. Yeah. And you could just see yes. what that meant to him. That, and then the experience. photo of him in the pouring rain. Yeah, oh, it was a oh, magnificent yes. shot. Um, so you know that there is a, a player that bleeds blue for yeah. the Carlton Football Club. And, um, and again, we talked about those, those other players, you know, how their enthusiasm rubs off. Well, I think Jack's that sort of player as mm. well. You see the way he plays, and he just, you know, you know, he's playing for the goons, he's playing for keeps, yeah. and uh, it's just magnificent to see. So, uh, well, one fact to Jack uh, right, Silvani, story, a little right. known fact: his grandfather played for the club and played <laughs> one or two games. He was handy. <laughs> he he was rather handy. So, two votes. Two votes to the doc. I think uh, Sam Doherty's having a magnificent year. I just love the way he takes the really footy. That's really saying something. Rebounding, yeah. rebounding halfback flanker, superb, superb player. Um, isn't for whatever reason doesn't seem to be getting too much attention from the opposition. He's, fine he's, by me, and that is fine by me and fine by him. I mean, he's just he just seems to be controlling um, that that zone at the moment. He's made that halfback line his, 
And I just love the way he plays. He, the, he's the desperate. The rebound from the half-back line is magnificent. Oh, it's and absolutely so The first half, it was great. Yep. Fell down in the third, but... Yes. Um, but, yeah, to, to kind of see attacks launched from that line is fantastic. And the way he throws himself at the ball uh, with, you know... Gay abandoned, as they yeah. say. I, I love the way he plays. Not that there's anything wrong with that abandon. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. This is the 21st century. And free votes, Tony, yep. to uh, the skipper. Um, oh. He just goes from better to best, doesn't he, really? Uh, Mark Murphy, superb game. Um, again, a player here who we can see has benefited from a, a, a full crack at it over the summer. Yeah. And uh, is playing probably the best football of his career. You know, we talk of consistency performance. Murphy's a, a consummate professional, mm. been around a long time, knows how to string them together. Yeah. Uh, you know, and as soon as we get a few mates of his doing the same, mm. uh, you know, the sky's the limit. So all power to Murph. You know, he da- he's a player that, to my way of thinking, doesn't get a hell of a lot of uh, protection from uh, the umpires, uh, but he just plods along in his merry way, you know, takes all the slings and arrows, as they say, and, mm. um, and is really leading from the from the front as, as a good captain should right now. So all power to Murph may, may continue for him. Um, just quickly before we go, Tone, um, uh, a preview of the Port Adelaide-Carlton game, Friday, tw- Friday 21st of April, Adelaide Oval, 7.20pm. It will be on Channel 7. Yes, um, it will be. That's the good news, so and, um, we yes. do love that. And this is the uh, Heralds in the Anzac Day round, obviously. We remember our boys that uh, played for the Carlton and Football Club that are lost in battle. That by coming to um, Icon Park and seeing a memorial that is uh, appropriately out the front of the ground, which very, I love. Very true you like that. It's yeah. a, a fitting memorial to our men that were lost in uh, a greater battle than that of a Saturday afternoon on a... On a a wet sodden ground in Melbourne. Ain't that the truth? Tone, how do you see us um, getting over Port Adelaide? What do we need to do? Look, I think the buzzword tone we've probably alluded to it through the course of the podcast is consistency. You yep. know, consistency of performance. And I think not so much. Yes, you do worry about the opposition, but I think a lot of it is about us. You know, what can we do to um, dictate terms? And, and you know, if you reflect on the Essendon game. That was as close as we've got all year to a four-quarter performance. And if Carlton can uh, turn in four-quarter performances like that one, they're going to win more games than they lose. So I think to my way of thinking, you know, the the buzzword this week will be consistency. Uh, um, Another term that surfaces in football these days is tempo and controlling the tempo. And I think that game against Gold Coast was lost in the third with that, Mm. you know, seven-quarter to one uh, uh, run-on. And I think that if Carlton can just work out ways of halting an opposition team's run like that, just mm. to, you know, whatever it might take to just halt the momentum and, and rest momentum back, it's going to uh, serve them well going into uh, future performances. So I think what we, what we want to see from the Carlton team Friday night against Port is consistency of performance and tempo football. Let's, let's see what they have learnt from the loss, because it's often said, Tony, you, you learn more from a loss mm. rather than a victory in many respects. So, um, um, it was a 2015, it was uh, Cruiser's first game back in a long time. John Barker coached, Mick had been given the fleek, and it was at the MCG, and it was a win conjured out of 
seemingly nowhere. It was a magnificent game of football. It yeah. was a great night. It was a great night. supporter. You, th- you think back to John Parker and, and what he did for the club in its, you know, hour of need. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 was, that was fabulous. Oh, I do was, remember that, that occasion. That was a great night. And it, it was a great night. And, you know, in some respects, the Eston performance m- more recently was like that. Yeah. It, was just the, it was just the way they played. As I said earlier, not so much that they won, but how they won. Yeah. And, and I think count supporters, by and large, they just want to see honesty, honesty yeah. of performance. And really they're getting that. They're getting that in the team. You know, they're getting glimpses of it. You know, okay, admittedly not for as long as we perhaps like through mm. the, the cut and thrust of a game, but but it's a work in progress. We all know that. And um, good times ahead, Tony, I'm Indeed, sure. Indeed. Uh, the most upbeat I've been in a decade, I've got to say, Tony. <laughs> well, that's what Kangaroo Island will do, dear. Oh, well, magnificent place. What can I say? Um, so that is Carlton v uh, Port Adelaide, as I said, Friday, 21st of April, Adelaide Oval. Catch it uh, on Channel 7. Absolutely. Or travel over and see the club uh, at the magnificent Adelaide Oval, uh, yes. which is a great venue and well worth visiting. Very true, Tony. In, in closing, I would just say that uh, Thursday, April 20th, marks the 60th anniversary of the great John Nichols's senior debut. How many years? 60 years. Oh 1957, the, the Easter uh, Saturday, I think it was, in 57. Yeah. Um, played out here at the old Carlton Ground against the Hawks. And um, I think he started in the back pocket and was there for about a quarter of a bit and then thrust onto the ball. Yeah. And I don't think he ever left the, <laughs> no. the centre for the next 18 years. But uh, there will be a little in, uh, interview, hopefully, with Big Nick. Um, on the Carlton website this week, reflecting on that uh, that first of you know more than three hundred magnificent games for the Carlton Football Club, their greatest ever footballer, Tony. What a record! What a contribution! Of course, um, where we record the Carlton podcast, a very large image of the great man dominates the room, and well, it should. Thank you for that, Tony DeBolfo. A pleasure, Tony. Lovely to see you back in shorts and sandals, I might add. Uh, well, you know, it's the last cusp of summer. They will be put away in mothballs for the uh, coming winter season. Um, Tony Markley here signing off. For, on behalf of Tony DeBolfo for the two tones, we will catch you next week. Bye-bye.